coming up. We should be thinking about how God had a plan to get things back to the original design. And the birth was a key part of that plan. Amen. And so this season, let's think about these things as we celebrate the salvation that came through Christ. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. The birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the most important and impactful birth in human history. Therefore, there are aspects surrounding his birth that every human being should consider as we approach the Christmas season. Join us for the message series as Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn help us dive deeper into these truths. Here's the second message in the series, The Foretelling of the Savior's Birth. So we've been, we started this message series last week, The Birth of Our Savior, and we'll be continuing this on, you know, up until Christmas Day. So this, we sang the song, Go Tell It, uh, but there was folks telling it before it even happened. They were foretelling that it was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna look at that in our message today and talk about that. You know, our savior is the only person in all human history about whom very specific details of his birth, life, death, and resurrection were given centuries ahead of time. Yeah. All right. Centuries ahead of time that the specific details about his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection were foretold centuries ahead of time. There has been, um, and I can even say longer than centuries, but I just left that there so that we wouldn't, we're we going to see that in, when we uh, get into the message that it was that something happened prior to the centuries. It was a bigger gap than even a century. I probably could use another word, yeah. um, but we'll see that. Um, and so um, there, there has been um, many, many notable people who has walked the earth, um, but no one like our Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, we should put our trust and our hope in him. There has not been a single human being um, as significant as Jesus Christ that has walked this earth. We got to put our trust and our hope in him not in any other thing or any other person. So on your outline, write this down. The birth of our savior was foretold. It was foretold. As I said, folks talked about it specifically. Deep, specific details. And I just wanna give you some ways in which it was foretold. The first is it was foretold by God the Father by God the Father. Genesis 3, 14 and 15 says, so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly, you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. 
and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This was the first prophecy about the birth of Christ that was given and it was given by God the Father. Look at what the text says. It says there's enmity between the woman and her seed. And he wasn't talking about her immediate seed of the time, but seed that would come from her. And then the fact that he said her seed versus his seed was also a prophecy that a man ain't going to have nothing to do with this seed. It's going to come through the woman. This was a prophecy of the immaculate, the immaculate conception. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and then not only did God say that, that there would be a seed, he also gave it a gender. <laughs> he said, he yes. shall bruise your head mm -hmm. and you shall bruise his heel. Mm -hmm. All right. And so we see that God had, declared he had gave a gender had a gender identity <laughs> uh, way back then mm -hmm. about the birth of christ yeah right and so then god is speaking to about his birth his life death and resurrection mm -hmm. because this the whole bruising and this whole enmity um that jesus would have with the the enemy mm -hmm. would be involved in the birth his life his death and the resurrection all of the enmity would play out in all of those realms yeah and so god was telling them about that right and this was a demonstration of god's love for us so as we celebrate christmas we should think of god's plan to get things back to the original design mm. And so God did this, you know, shortly after man, had, humankind had sinned against him and disrupted God's original plan. God planned, he acted right away and prophesied that I'm going to get things back. And the way that I'm going to do it is through her seed. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so as we think about Christmas, we should think about it, how, yeah. We should start thinking God wants to get things back mm -hmm. to the way they were in the Garden of Eden before sin, which was his original plan for us. Amen. That should cross our minds as we celebrate the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. The second way that the birth of the Savior was foretold was by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Second mm -hmm. Peter 1 21 says for prophecy never had its origin in the human will but prophets though humans spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. so we're going to see as we go through the message that there were prophecies given by prophets about his birth life resurrection um but they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So it was actually a function of the Holy Spirit through the prophets. Mm -hmm. 
that these things were told. Yeah. Um, and so um, the, our, the Holy Spirit was carrying them along, telling them exactly what to say as we talked about the birth, life, death, and resurrection of our Lord. The third way that the birth of our Savior was foretold was by the entire Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we get this sense um, here. We'll see that Peter, as we look at the passage in a moment, Peter was inspired to include Christ in the in one of the Holy Spirit's titles to help connote the unity that, that was in the Godhead as, as a regard, the unity that was in the Godhead, specifically as a regarded the Messiah. Mm -hmm. So it says here in 1 Peter 1, 10 through 11, concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently with the, with, with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the, and the glories that would follow. Mm -hmm. And so we see here the prophets were looking intently where they were searching intently and trying to, to, to understand what was going to happen regarding the Messiah. And here Peter referenced their um, spirit, or what was happening in their spirit as, and this was a title, a title of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Christ. Yeah. That was speaking of the Holy Spirit, but Peter was inspired to include Christ in this, mm -hmm. which gives us a picture of the unity that's in the Godhead. Mm -hmm. And so we should under, we should understand that. So, um, as when God made us, he said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. Um, and it was referencing the unity in the Godhead. We also are referencing the unity of the Godhead when they are saying, well, let us sin. <laughs> let us go down there in the form of Christ and die for them. The whole death, burial, and resurrection of Christ was there was synergy and unity in the Godhead with that action as well. So we need to understand that. Amen. And the fourth um, birth of our Savior that was foretold is by the prophet Nathan. The prophet Nathan. And we're going to see here, Nathan tell us that Jesus was going to come from the seed of David. This was speaking to the lineage of the Messiah. 2 Samuel 7, 8 and verse 12 says, now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. And so this was a reference to the establishment of the kingdom of the Messiah or Christ, um, because the Christ came from the lineage of David. And he's telling this ahead of time. 
So uh, folks knew that the Messiah was going to come through the seed of David. It was talked about way ahead of time. Through the lineage of, of David. David. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so we all understood that. Um, and and but the folks, the folks of the day understood that. As we think about this, and God has, and through the prophets and over the human history, time in human history, said the Christ is coming. And this is the pathway or the route in which it's going to come. This is the lineage by which it will come. Mm -hmm. And God chose the children of Israel as his example to the world. And from them mm -hmm. came the Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we passing on? Yeah. Intentionally. Mm -hmm. Through for our gen the generations that follow us in our families. What are we passing on? It's something to think about. Yeah, because that because you know, as was mentioned here, not everything, I mean, you know, a lot of these things that are mentioned are positive, but sometimes we pass on the wrong thing, like Jade said, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh that's not good. So we need to be thinking about what we what yeah, we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. So to this point, as I had mentioned earlier, that um, specific details about the birth, death, birth, life, death, and burial, resurrection of Christ was given ahead of time. So just to um, reflect on some of the details that we see already um, with these four points, we see that there was going to be enmity between this seed and the devil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's one of the details yeah and so and and when we uh were doing our series propositions from the devil we talked about the the battle between christ and the devil <laughs> right and god had prophesied that that was going to happen and it got displayed when christ was after christ had fasted 40 days and 40 nights and was in the wilderness and we said that was the thriller in the wilderness Right. And it was a it was an ex expression of the fact that Christ, that God had said that there was going to be enmity and we saw them battling. Right. Yeah. And and a battle continued throughout Christ's life. It was talked about. Another point we see here is that the Holy Spirit was involved. In the messaging of about the birth of Christ through the prophets. And so we still see the Holy Spirit involved. Jesus came and he says that I'm going to go away and I'm going to send you another comforter. And he will lead and guide you in all truth and said a whole bunch of things and, and talked about what the Holy Spirit would do when it comes. And so we, we see that playing out um, um, as we look here. And then we also see that there's unity in the, in the Godhead and how Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the God the Father are all um, unified on the same page as it pertains to this grace, this salvation, this effort for, of God to get things back to the original, original design. Amen. And we see also that the Holy Spirit was and the Godhead was using 
human beings like you and I to send a message message out, to get to tell the story, to go tell it on the mountain, right? right? right. Yeah. He's using human beings to do that. Amen. Amen. And then we see that through the prophet Nathan, that um, we got clear expression on where this Messiah would come from and that the Messiah would have a kingdom, which means he would be a king. Mm -hmm. All right. right so right. we see these are specific details that he's going to be a king mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and where he would be coming from in terms of the lineage. Right. So continuing on, another way that the birth of the Savior was foretold was by the prophet Isaiah. By the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 11.1 1 says, a new branch will grow from a stump of a tree. So a new king will come from the family of Jesse. OK, so now we we, we are getting even more details um, because uh we already have been told in our message anyway, through Nathan, that it was going to come through David, but Jesse is David's father, <laughs> right? So we are getting a little bit more detail. So we think of young David. This is the same young David who killed Goliath. So Jesse is David's father. And so, um, so we just got a little bit more information here. And then Isaiah 7, 14 says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and we'll call him Emmanuel. So now we're getting more details, right, um, about it. We see that it's going to be a virgin birth, that, that, that he's going to be born to a virgin, that, and it was, speaks again that there, the, the man won't have anything to do, to do with it. And we see that we found, in, as the scripture came, up, came about, that the, it was what she was with, child of the Holy Spirit. And it will be a son and that they will call him Emmanuel. And, and we'll see that we see in scripture that Emmanuel means God with us. So we're getting more and more details. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 9, uh, 1 through 2 uh, says, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those whom were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honor Galilee and the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. Okay, so now we're getting even more details. We get that uh, by him coming, that there's he's going to get rid of gloom and distress. He's going to deal with the gloom and distress, or we can say bring joy, right? He's going to bring joy. And then we see that also that honor will be given to Galilee. So we're getting more details about where this is going to happen and where he will be coming from. And so Jesus is from Galilee, right? And so, and, and, and we're getting ideas about location and, and ge geography and all these things. And this was told way ahead of time. And then verse two says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. All right. And then we hear the story uh, of how the wise men saw the star and all those things, right? right. We're getting details here right. Right. about his birth, mm -hmm. life, death, and resurrection. Amen. Then Isaiah 63 and 6 says, then the nations will come to your light 
kings will come to your bright sunrise. All right. We see you see the, the, the nativity scene coming to life here. Right. That right. kings are going to come to the sunrise and, you know, because of the birth. Uh, verse six, herds of camels and from Midian and Ephah will cross your land. Long lines of camels will come from Sheba. They will bring gold and incense. People will sing praises to the Lord. Y'all see right. the details right. of the nativity scene happening here? Mm -hmm. This was talked about years ahead of time. Amen. And then Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. So... And they spoke of it in the present tense because it was going to happen. It was sure to be. Mm -hmm. It was sure to happen. Mm -hmm. But here, I just wanted to highlight how the prophecies are bringing out details about the birth and life of our Lord. And then the sixth way that the birth of the Savior um, was foretold was by the prophet Micah. Mm -hmm. Micah 5.2 says, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, Though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings from goings forth are from old, from everlasting. Mm -hmm. And so it's given us that the, this birth is going to happen in Bethlehem. Right, right. This was told way ahead of time. That this is gonna gonna happen. We're getting very specific details. Mm -hmm. right. And this is one of the things that makes the Bible so fascinating mm -hmm. is the consistency over all these years of its messaging. Mm -hmm. Right. Remember, it started with God in the, in the after they sinned in the garden. Mm -hmm. It's going, you know, and then it just kept getting passed on from generation to generation time over time, what was going to happen. More and more re details were being revealed in scripture. Right. And guess what? It happened just like scripture said it just would. Just like scripture said, yeah. Just Amen. like it said it would. Amen. And then the seventh um, thing here is by the prophet Jeremiah. Yeah. His birth was foretold by the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah 23, 5 says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. Yes, do what is just, just and right. right. Okay. Amen. So now we're getting even more details that not only is he a king, but he's going to be a wise king and he's going to do things right. Yes. Amen. And this was significant because there was a whole lot of kings that did things wrong. Wrong. Right. <laughs> right. right. And it's speaking not only just him being a, a, a righteous king, and it says it's a righteous branch. It's speaking that he's not going to sin. He's going to be sinless. It's speaking to him always doing things right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> always make being just mm -hmm. in the land. Mm -hmm. And then in Jeremiah 20, um, 21, it says. Jeremiah 30? I mean, Jeremiah 30, 21. Thank you. It says, their nobles shall be from among them, and their governor shall come from their midst. Mm -hmm. 
And so he's talking about the people that right from the very people that that's where this governor or ruler is going to come. And so we saw that happen. And we saw some of the folks astonished about, but we know him. Isn't, yeah, this, right. isn't this Joseph's, the carpenter's son? Right. It came right in front of them and they didn't recognize it. They weren't, you know, and it, 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 the, the scripture says they were amazed. They were amazed, yes. And they just wanted to see him as a carpenter and they didn't receive him as the savior. Mm -hmm. Amen. As the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And he came from right amongst them. Amen. Specific details. <laughs> And they had a hard time accepting it because of that, some of them. Mm -hmm. And so God was, over all these years, sticking to what he had said in the garden. Amen. And then the last way that the birth was, it's not the last one, but the last one I'm talking about here. There's many other prophecies too. I didn't give you all of them. I just wanted to give a semblance here of how over the years, Christ's life, details about his birth, life, death, burial, and resurrection were given over time. And the last way here I want to speak about is in the form of a, of a song. In the form of a song. Psalm 89, 3, 4. You know the Psalms are songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? The book of Psalms is a book of songs, right? And it says, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to my servant David, your seed will I establish forever and build up your throne to all generations. And this is a song about Christ being on the throne forever. Yeah. A kingdom that never ends. And so, and this will go out to all generations. And so God is telling us over and over again in this word. And that, first of all, I foretold you about it. And now that he's come, his first advent has taken place we on the other side we should be still telling that it has happened and we should be telling it on the mountain in the hills in the valleys and everywhere and everywhere we go tell everybody and the reason you will go to the mountain because it will echo you know it will go out further right <laughs> you elevate it and it'll go out further you can hit more people from the mountain broadcast the significance of the birth of our Savior and what that means. And as I said earlier, we should be thinking about how God had a plan to get things back to the original design. And the birth was a key part of that plan. Amen. And so this season, let's think about these things as we celebrate the salvation that came through Christ. 
You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control. Transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Thank you for listening.